All right, football fans, welcome to the NFL Week 9 Recap Roundtable for the Football V Football Podcast. What a great slate we had today. Going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, the Miami Dolphins beat the Chicago Bears 35-32. to uh, Coming into this game, Tyreek had one red zone target all year, and he immediately caught a red zone touchdown. Big, big start to this game. Uh, I thought Darnell Mooney uh, had a really good game, um, and I think he would be a tremendous, tremendous number two receiver on um, any other team. He's forced here into the, the number one role, but I think he has a great, great, great um, ceiling as a number two receiver. If they can draft one or if Chase Claypool can can emerge, um, I didn't see him do much today. Um, the Bears are also a team that um, seems to do a lot of reclamation projects for wide receivers. Um, Nikhil Harry is uh, is the current one here. I saw him get a catch today. I thought he was great in college at Arizona State. Never worked in New England for whatever reason and found his way here. Um, maybe he'll emerge. Um one play that I remember on the, the Bears' 15-yard line, uh, the Dolphins in the fourth quarter were up by three points and refused to kick a field goal. Um, and they didn't convert on fourth down. I think they were one for four on fourth downs during this game. Uh, they had no faith in their kicker, Jason Sanders, who had missed at least one uh, kick earlier in the game. And they had no faith in their defense, and I don't blame them. I mean, they had given up 32 points to the Bears. I don't know who had given up 32 points to the Bears, um, you know, here to four. So, um, you know, it speaks to to how well the, the the Bears are are playing overall as the season progresses. I think they've gotten uh, better as the season progresses. I think they have a very strong foundation with their run with uh, with Fields. And with uh, Khalil Herbert and with uh, with Montgomery, and then now they are setting up. They're uh, working on the run to set up the pass. And you know, with Mooney and and maybe Claypool emerges, and even Harry and Komet. I think Komet had a couple touchdowns or tight end. I think they have a good formula here. Um, and you know, the Dolphins pulled this one off. Uh, of course, Tyreek Waddle, Tua, even their their uh, new running backs, uh, uh, Jeff Wilson. Um, he looked good as well. This was a very good game, a very tightly contested game. Um, Dolphins come up on top, and the AFC East is looking stronger than ever. And we'll touch on that in the next game here. With the New York Jets beating the Buffalo Bills 20-17. to This was called in the Pick'em Show yesterday. The Jets' defense... Hitting hard all game. It looked like Josh Allen uh, got injured uh, at some point in this game, and um, he was kind of like flexing his elbow, kind of in the in the fourth quarter. Um, that Robert Saleh uh, fake punt on fourth and one. When they got that, you know they were going for it. And this guy just knows he's very strategic. He knows when to go for things, and and um, he he just maximizes his players' talent. It's really impressive. Ahmed Gardner, another interception, really big one. And Josh Allen, that guy is going to throw interceptions almost every game. He's going to give you a shot. He's going to give you probably two to three shots a game. And they capitalize on that. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver, 
has finally emerged. I mean, it took Corey Davis uh, being out and um, who's that guy that was requesting a trade? Elijah Moore, something like that. But um, and even Denzel Mims, I think, was also like out requesting a, tra- uh, a trade. But Garrett Wilson seems like that's that's all they need for for a receiver. And then they got Michael Carter and, and James Robinson running uh, plays on a very surprisingly uh, porous uh, Bills run defense. Uh, this was shocking to see how big the holes were for for Michael Carter and, and James Robinson today. And I got to give credit to Zach Wilson. He had enough poise to beat the Bills, the Bills defense. This was a huge, huge step in his career, confidence-wise. Um Big, big credit to him. Bills, their kryptonite is divisional games. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost here to the Jets. Um, yeah, they are They are human. Um, and we'll see how this plays out, you know, in, in um, the AFC um, uh, overall. Uh, the Chiefs are about to play tonight here um we'll see if they make a statement and 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 take over that number one seed in the um in the afc but uh yeah that's yet to be seen we'll move on to the detroit lions beating the green bay packers 15 to 9 um aaron Rodgers three end zone interceptions in this game pretty much all of them under throws uh the second interception was actually a great play call. Uh, it was kind of like a, a bootleg moving everyone over to one side and then Rodgers throwing it over to, to the other side, but he just didn't throw it uh, hard enough. Um, the, the third interception was another deep throw. Uh, or uh, It wasn't an interception, but there was another um, deep throw uh, to Torre that should have been a touchdown. Uh, Torre was running wide open, and it was just underthrown, and the line DB tipped it. Um I don't know what's going on with with Rodgers here. It seems like the arm is not as strong as as it used to be. That seems to be what's going on. If we're looking for uh, a a reason, that's what stood out to me today. Too too many underthrows. He needs to get more strength on on these passes. Um, You know, another note here. uh, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Eric Stokes, and I think two or three other Packers were carted off the field with um, ankle injuries, uh, and those first two were in the first half. And I think that turf is going to become a thing of the past in the next two to th- within the next two to three years. There's a lot of a narrative. Um, th- there's a big narrative about uh, how turf causes more injuries than grass. I think there's going to be a movement towards grass. Um, Pete Carroll has come out against it, and and come out against turf and some players as well. Uh, I think it's going to become a, a thing of the past because too many players are getting injured on turf. Um, Lazard, out, uh, you know, Alan Lazard is really the only hope that Green Bay has at receiver. Uh, and it's really criminal that they didn't do, uh, they didn't make any moves to pick up a receiver um, in this, you know, uh, before the trade deadline. And then they, they didn't do much in the offseason to pick one up either. Um, I think it was really stubbornly dumb. Uh, I think it's going to be probably the downfall of this team if they can't pick one up. If they can't get Odell, then it's going to really, you know, this season is going to unravel for them. Um, Lions, they did okay. Scored 15 points, 
it was basically a, a touchdown and some field goals, maybe, or maybe two touchdowns. They just benefited from Packers' stupid play. But you know what? They got this win. They did enough. They The defense has been terrible all year, and they held the Packers to nine points. So kudos to them. Uh, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, beating the Las Vegas Raiders 27-20. to So in this game, it continued a long trend of the Raiders of ignoring Devontae one game and then feeding him the ball like over and over and over in the first half of the next game but then by the second half of these games even after you know on the games that they're feeding him uh it doesn't happen and the connection between Carr and Adams is surprisingly bad um they just weren't connecting I mean the targets were there they just weren't connecting in the second half um and it's surprising because in the first half uh Devontae was making these Jaguars defensive backs look silly. And he was lulling them and then slow, going slow and fast, slow and fast, slow and fast, and then beating them down. And, and he had two touchdowns. He had um, well over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns, I think, all in the first half. Um, and then they just shut down in the second half. Jaguars came back. Travis Etienne almost won this game single-handedly. Um, had 126 total yards and two touchdowns. Um, hell of a game for him. That guy's emerging. Um, and the Jaguars just have a bunch of receivers that just like look the same. And even their numbers, they're all like in the teens, 13, 11, 17, 10, whatever. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, uh, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram, they all just look the same to me. And he just, Lawrence just randomly finds them throughout the game. And that was enough for them to take this game. And, um, uh, like O.Y. mentioned yesterday, uh, all hell might break loose in Vegas after this loss. I think they dropped to 2-6, and 2-6 uh, and six or 2-7, and seven, but not looking good in Vegas. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, beating the Atlanta Falcons 20-17. to 17. This was mostly a very sloppy kind of game. Um, the first half, first half, both teams uh, completely predicated their game on the run. Algier had a big first half. So did Cordero Patterson. Austin Eckler had a great whole game. I mean, this guy is is unreal. There was one play where he was tackled, and then he kind of like spun on a defender and and like basically stayed up. I know his they saw his elbow was down, but he basically stayed up and. Um, Ran to the end zone after balancing on a, a def defender. Should have been a touchdown um, if he just kept his elbow up a little bit. But he was their whole team. Eckler is so, so valuable to them in a game where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were both out. He was incredibly, incredibly uh, valuable to them and essentially won them this game. Um, I don't. I hope they don't run him till he's injured. Um, they did use Spiller a little bit, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, maybe they'll get him more involved. Um as the year goes on, he's a rookie. He can take some damage too. On the Falcon side, um, I thought Mariota is one of the most inaccurate starting quarterbacks uh, in the league. And it's really kind of surprising because when he came into this league, that was his forte was just accuracy um, and not being able to take chances and throw the ball downfield. But as the years have gone on, 
really the reason why he's in this league is because he has the ability to uh, to evade the pocket and evade pressure and um, and use his feet essentially to find um, people that are open. But this passing game is so poor. Kyle Pitts he missed he missed Kyle Pitts wide open. I mean Zacchaeus in London even London he had a chance he fumbled the ball in the five yard line he could have scored a touchdown there. I don't know this Falcons team. It doesn't seem sustainable, you know. Like they're a very, I think they're a very well coached team, uh, but it's just not clicking. It's not clicking on offense. They're just kind of a random, you know. If they take the Bears approach, I think if they just focus on their three headed running monster, or even with Mariota four, um, and then just base the pass on that, um, I think they can have more success. I don't think. Uh, Mariota is as good as Fields right now, but um, I think it's an approach that they uh, should try taking. So, and the Chargers pulled this off. Kudos to them; they they survived. So, moving on to the New England Patriots beating the Indianapolis Colts, twenty six to three. The look on Sam Ellinger's face in the first half was one of horror. Um, they did what was predicted um, on this podcast. They scrambled his his mind. <laughs> he didn't. Um, the Colts didn't complete a pass uh, until midway through the second quarter, and um, they didn't do much all game. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he did have a great one handed touchdown catch, but he was stifled for most of this game. I don't think his numbers were that great. I got to give credit to the the Colts' run defense. Um, they play, played really well most of this game. Uh, they kept them in this game for a long time, but then I think in the fourth quarter, the second half, um, Patriots scored a couple touchdowns, and then and then it was over. And that's really the story of this game. It just kind of went as many people thought it would. Minnesota Vikings beat the Washington Commanders twenty to seventeen. This was a very close game throughout. Uh, good defensive game for most of it, especially in the second half, even going into the third quarter. Uh, to start the second half, Heineke threw into triple coverage. This guy just thinks he can make every throw, and he has um, <laughs> over these last few weeks. Um, mostly to McLaurin. I don't. I didn't see much of McLaurin today. Uh, but on that triple coverage, uh, Samuel caught it. Uh, at the goal line, essentially, um, because the ref uh, trucked one of the three uh, Vikings defensive backs, and Samuel ended up not being touched and scored a touchdown. So it was essentially a long touchdown. All right, we're getting the Vikings fan in here. Yo, yeah, bro. I was gonna. I was. I was. I was running it solo. Nobody was available today, but uh, I was just talking about the Vikings beating the uh, the Washington Commanders. So I want to get your opinion on. Uh, did, did you see that game? Did you? Uh, I know we were talking in the chat a little bit. I told you there's nothing to worry about, man. <laughs> you know, oh, the Vikings! Oh, the bro, what? You know, first of all, it's one o'clock. It is one. Second of all, I already called him, man. Fifteen and one. Were you scared at any point during this game? Huh? Were you scared at any point during this game? They were losing 17-7, to I think, in the fourth quarter. Not even a little bit, for two reasons. Number one, it's the Washington Commanders, so you know they're going to blow it. Okay? Yeah. 
Number two, this is my Minnesota Vikings. This is our year. Everything is going great. I'm telling you, man, our coach is going to, by the end of this guy's career, he's going to be the best coach in the NFL. He's going to be like, um, he's like a combination of Jeff Harbaugh and Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Going from offensive coordinator with no coaching experience to the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. Listen, time will tell. All of these are recorded. We're going to have the receipts, okay? It's going to be a... a, a, The Vikings are going to win their first Super Bowl under this man. I'm calling it. Nice. I like it. It is recorded. You're right. And the NFC North is looking like it's crumbling. The Packers lost today. The Bears lost today. The Lions, uh, they look like they're crumbling as well. So, I mean, the Vikings might lock this division up within the next, like, two or three weeks. So it's looking good for them within the division. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Carolina Panthers 42-21. to uh, The Carolina defense looked really, really bad in the first half of this game. Um, I think it was like 42-7 to at one point during this game. Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. Uh, DJ Moore had no targets in the first half. He ended with 10 yards. He's their best receiver. Um, PJ Walker, get, get a load of this QB stat line. Three for 10, nine yards, two interceptions, and he was pulled in the second half for Baker Mayfield. Um, did you see any of this game, Roddy? Uh, look, man, uh, when, when, when Demarcus is on my fantasy team, so when he was out, I have been, I've been thinking, I didn't say this out loud because I didn't want to embarrass myself, although I have embarrassed myself many times on this podcast. <laughs> I was thinking that, you know what, I thought that Joe Burrow was was being carried by Jamar Chase, and I thought that last week's loss to the, to, the, to, the, to the Browns, which you called, by the way, good call on that one. That's right. Wait, did that actually happen? I want to know if I jumped it or if that was real. It was absolutely was real. real. They crushed him by like 20. I'm right about this, you know? But, hey, you know, it is the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers are a, a train wreck, I would say. But I think this Joe Burrow guy, man, he might be the reason. Yeah, he went to the Super Bowl, and I understand all those things. But Cincinnati Bengals are, are, are looking good. I thought that they um, they impressed me today. They yeah. really did. Big time, big time. Joe Mixon had the game of his life, five touchdowns. Incredible, incredible game. He'll never, ever do that again. I thought that guy was, like, approaching washed. But all you need is a game against the Panthers to revive your career. Um, and essentially, I mean, it wasn't even this close. Like I said, it was, like, 42-7 to for most of this game. And then, you know, essentially the, the, the Bengals gave up. So, um, you know, one, one thing that I will say is that the Bengals continue to set up designed runs for Joe Burrow. And I think that's an incredibly stupid thing to do. Um, I think that if they want this guy to get injured, he's already injury prone. So a direct line to the Bengals, stop giving Joe Burrow designed runs. OY, welcome. Uh, we were just wrapping up the uh, Cincinnati Bengals beating the Carolina Panthers. What did you, th- what did you think of this blowout? for having Joe Mixon in our fantasy league. Um, yeah. Apparently, he had the, the greatest fantasy day ever. I guess it depends on your league, but 55 points is no joke. 
Um, real life, I think it kind of sh- like to me. I think that the Bengals, again, I think that they're a very capable team, and like they show you, they seem to be having an issue with consistency this year. It might be because of that offensive line, honestly, which is like horrible. I also just want to take the only thing I want to say about the Panthers is their that front office is very stupid. Not only did they hire Matt Rule, but they t- turned down two ones and another pick for Brian Burns, and they turned down a one for DJ Moore. That is stupid. They could have loaded up on picks. Like they could have had three picks, four picks in the next two years, four number one picks in the next two years. So I'm not understanding what they're doing. There. Yeah, instead of getting picks, they're throwing picks, and and they didn't even give DJ Moore the ball at all today. Like, wh- why are you going to keep him if, if, and, and not take a one pick for him if you're going to give him two catches for 10 yards? I mean, they've done this before. I thought that they were already off of this and they were going to get him more involved. They got him more involved last week. And again, today, they just they don't give him the ball. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Los Angeles Rams 16-13. to uh, Mike Evans, again got injured in this game and came back. This guy has the record for most times getting injured within a game and then coming with it, coming back into a game. He has the record for sure. I've had him on my fantasy team for like four straight years. He does this every... I don't know how he does it. I, he, he, I don't know what he's taking, what kind of painkillers he's taking to, to survive these, these hits and come back into this game. Um, what did you guys think of this game? Because I was like, oh Amen. my god, I don't know how I'm going to be able to, to, to go through all of these games not knowing anything about football. So thank you, Omar, for joining. So I, I'll let you go first on this. No, man, nobody's going to listen. We're, we're too boring. Nobody's going to listen to us. We need you on this, you know, to get people to listen to us. Yeah. What did y'all think of the uh, the Bucks beating the the, the Rams that just, uh, just ended a few minutes ago? Did y'all see? Did y'all see any of this game? Brady pulled it. He pulled. He pulled through. We thought he was washed. We thought it was over. We thought Giselle pulled the mojo from this guy, but he's like, you know what? I got a few more in me, and he got the W. Damn that's right. All I gotta say, that's all I gotta say about that. Damn right. That's right. Go oh, why? Maybe he broke the spell, man. been proved over and over the way to beat Brady is with pressure and they just got you know that that Rams defense just got tight at the end of the game and that's not the way to play him and they had kept they had kept him at bay the entire game I mean I I don't think they allowed a touchdown until that very last touchdown at the end of like the last play of the game almost um 
couple notes here. Bobby Wagner, he leapt over the line to block a field goal. Here, He's in his 11th year. The, the Seahawks cut him. I don't know why the hell they cut him. I got flashbacks of when he used to do that in his second, third, and fourth year. Wagner's still an incredible player, first ballot Hall of Famer. And then Cade Otten, tight end for the Bucks, five catches, 68 yards, and caught the game-winning touchdown. I think he's a new superstar tight end for them um, as they move on from uh, Gronkowski. Um, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, beating the Arizona Cardinals 31-21. to I'll just go ahead and I have a ton of notes in this game. I'm just going to go uh, through them here. So the first thing I'll say about the, the, the Cardinals, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a game changer for sure. And that kind of showed like in the, in the first half of this game and then like in parts in the second as well. Um, and then Kyler Murray is like always yelling at somebody. Like if it's not his coach, then it's his player, then the, the ref, and he's always yelling at somebody. Um, but on the, uh, on, on, on the Seahawks side, there was a play in the first half where, you know, uh, OY, you sent that video of Lockett um, avoiding contact um, like better than anybody else. But there was one play on third and 16 where he ran 15 yards and then went down to avoid contact. And then they ended up punting the ball. I thought that was inexcusable. And I think he kind of made up for it as the game went on. He caught a touchdown. He started realizing how bad that play was. And uh, they were st- it was still a very close game at that time. Um uh, Uchenna Nuosu is a, is a pass rusher they picked up in the offseason. And he has already seven sacks on the season. That's one more than his career high. He's a great underrated pass rusher. I think he's now third in the league in sacks, uh, maybe behind um, Zadarius Smith and, and Mika Parsons. Third or fourth, something like that. So he's a great pass rusher. Um, on the pick six that Geno Smith threw, he telegraphed it the whole way. He went back. So basically, it was... He went back and talked to Kenneth Walker. And then Buda Baker, the safety yeah. for the Cardinals, pointed to Kenneth Walker. And then Geno Smith, when he snapped the ball, he just looked at Kenneth Walker the entire time. He didn't look at any other receiver. And then he kind of lofted it up there. And then Zayvon Collins took it and and uh, intercepted it and ran 20 yards for a touchdown. So that was the most telegraphed thing I've ever seen. Uh, the Seahawks missed so many tackles in this game. They... Uh, I mean, this game shouldn't have been close. They bailed out Arizona multiple times. Um, on, uh, on the other note on that thing, I, I would say James Conner is um, – the only reason he's in the league is because he has the ability to break tackles. He has no speed. He doesn't have any really elusiveness. He just kind of breaks tackles. Um, yeah, I think the bootleg worked really, really well in this game for the, for the Seahawks. They they had that game-clinching throw to, to, to Noah Fant on um on that bootleg and the final thing i'll say is this is the most creative play calling i've ever seen from the seahawks in in the entire time i've been following them um so shane waldron kudos to him i know that was long-winded do you guys have anything to add you guys won we won 31 21 Like you're so negative. I was just saying, like, sure you won. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Because for for a lot of this game, I thought that this was this could have been a blowout, but this was uh, a three point game with like four minutes to go, or three or or less, two minutes to go. It was a three point game. So I was just 
I was upset because I thought they were going to blow this game. So that's why I have all these negative notes. But uh, Kenneth Walker, great game. But, Gino, great game. You know, division games can be tough and like you know I thought it was going to be a close game because of that not because I think the Cardinals are better or like as good but just because it's a road divisional game and I think for the for you guys to go in and win that game was impressive because it's, again those games are not easy um, I agree with you on Kyler I've been saying it for like two years now like his his body language is like so off-putting like like, dude, you're the leader. You're supposed to be the leader of that team. Like, act like it, you know? Um, Hopkins, like, that's my guy. I've always, you know, he is, like, coming back up to that rank of being, like, a, the top receiver in the league. It doesn't matter what the quarterback is. He's always great. And, like, the last thing I'll say before I let Rodney go is I think, like, we're to the point where we got to start thinking about Geno as, like, a serious MVP candidate. Like, you know, Josh Allen did not play great today. Um, I mean, he had his moments, but, you know, he, he, he like we've talked about, he, he threw a couple of those balls, you know, that he's privy to throw. They lost the game. I think you probably still give it to – oh, man, those are some high beams right there. Yeah, I, saw that. Um, I think you still <laughs> – I think you still give it – I think – unfortunately, I think Hurts is probably the front runner right now just because that team is undefeated, him or Mahomes. But – Gino's coming up, man. Like, if he keeps playing so efficiently, like, you can't not put him in that conversation. Very good point. Alma, I love that you're upset, even though you guys won. This means that now you're starting to gain some confidence, and you're starting to look at your team as winners, and you have a lot of expectation out of them. This is what, uh, this is how you do it, man. I don't know if you guys watch UFC, but there's a guy named Kamzat Shimaev who yeah. beat a guy, like, two fights ago. And he was upset that he beat him. You know why? Because it wasn't a blowout. And that's an attitude to bring to the table, and I love it. Yeah. Now, having said all of that, I'm starting to see the Seattle Seahawks as Super Bowl contenders, man. They're looking so good, bro. Right. Remember how I said it's going to be the Rams versus the Vikings in the NFC Championship? I'm, I'm changing it. It's going to be the Seahawks versus the Vikings. And I'm sorry, Armand, your team, your team is going down. However, wow. what a great what a great game. Hopkins is great, man. This guy's been great, but the Seahawks were great. What a great team. Absolutely. Dub V MVP, maybe Geno Smith. What a I mean, what a what a player. He's just I agree. No, these are that's Geno deserves a lot of credit, man. I mean, he's playing completely different than what I saw him play in those few games last last year. Um, and he's just yeah. keeping it up. He's just keeping it up. You know, like that drive there at the end of the game, very composed, ran with it when there were yards to be to be had there. Um, but yeah, that was a great game. Right. And then they play they play uh, the Buccaneers in, in in Germany in the first ever NFL uh, game in Germany next week. I'm really looking forward to that too. So uh, yeah, we 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 reached the, the the end of the slate here. I got started uh, uh, solo. So if there's any other games that you guys wanted to Talk about uh, quickly that that you didn't talk about. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity here. Are there any other games that you guys wanted to talk about or something that happened? Did I miss, did I miss Minnesota and Washington? Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. There's nothing to talk about. Minnesota <laughs> or the W. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, no, nothing, man. It's, uh, it's the Kirk Cousins 1 o'clock show rolls on, man. Right. You've, yeah. you've already talked about all the games, Armand? Yeah, before. Okay, well, we got to go back. We got 
insane. Yeah. But we have to talk about Nick Folk of the Patriots. Okay? <laughs> this talk. guy has been a field goal machine. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are following, but he single-handedly won me a few fantasy games because of how many uh, field goals. This guy is getting field goals. Very classic Patriots behavior. Field goals, they go in. Congratulations, Nick Folk. Might be the next Sebastian Janikowski. Ooh, nice! Wow. I mean, he's like thirty-five. But <laughs> <laughs> Nick Folklove, nice. He's definitely going to be um, at. Uh, we're definitely going to at him at this after yes. this podcast for we sure. We have to at yeah. Nick Folk. Absolutely. You know, he's a former cowboy, yeah. and you guys let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Big mistake. Um, former cowboy, former Jet, former like fifteen other teams in the league. <laughs> incredible and you're right um you know i mentioned also when i when i was talking about it earlier you said that if they lose this game all hell is going to break loose in vegas and i think you're right because them blowing this game especially because they looked really good for them in the first half he, they kept feeding Devonte, yeah. and he had like 150 yards and two touchdowns and then it just fell apart 
and that's coaching. You're absolutely right. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this coaching staff. Maybe they don't even last this year. So, yeah. so we're going to move to uh, the hot takes here, the hottest takes, the gnar takes, the flame takes. All right. And I, 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 I got a couple here. All right. So first, um, I was pretty. I, I'm, I'm getting more and more impressed with uh, Justin Fields as I've watched him play in the second half of their, their their season here. And what I've determined is he is uh, better than Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, I knew you were gonna say that. 100%. Because he is a more composed version of Lamar Jackson. Even like like he looks like a quarterback he might not be like great at throwing the ball but even like when he fakes to try to throw it he looks more like he's going to throw it and he throws off a lot of the defenders and he is a very elusive runner he always gets like 100 yards running now and with um khalil herbert and and david montgomery and him they're a three-headed monster running and then also now with the addition of claypool and i think mooney is stepping up and he's finally getting it to to, to cole Komet. I think they're becoming kind of a well-rounded team, and they almost won the game against the Dolphins today. So I'm yeah. taking field over Lamar Jackson. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Aaron Rodgers will be benched this season for, oh, wow. for Jordan Love. Jordan Love wow. is going to take over for the Packers this season. I'm sorry to say it. I've seen all I needed to that's see. Bold, and I, I mentioned this earlier. He had three... Picks in the end zone today. Yeah. In the end zone against the Lions, the worst defense in the league. Okay? And they're all because of underthrows. He is losing yeah. strength on his arm. He can no longer play quarterback, especially after this season. But I don't think he's going to make it through this season. So, those are my hot takes. That's insane that you're saying that. You're insane. If you, if you guys watch, go back and watch the, the highlights of this Packers game today. And Aaron Rodgers is just simply not the quarterback he used to be. And it's because of underthrows. Underthrows. That's a big deal. It's not like inaccuracy. He just can't throw the ball as, as hard as he used to. And you have to be able to do that in the NFL. Okay, fine. I, I, I got a hot take, okay? Yeah. Nick Volk will have the most field goals in NFL history this year. <laughs> and then Belichick will release him next season. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Take, man. We all know that's gonna happen. <laughs> alright, alright, fine, 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 fine. Yeah. You, you give yours, Yamana, then I'll get you with it even crazier in a second. Oh man, uh wow. Um my hot take. I'm pretty bad at this, man. Um just say yours, I'll think about mine in the meantime. <laughs> we got we got <laughs> dueling thinking of, of of hot takes. Okay, no problem. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys will. It's not really a hot take, man. I was about to say they're going to lose their first game in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's a take. Oh, that's man. a take. Oh, my God. Forget it. I got. Nick Folk, the folk hero. Yeah, 
We'll go with that. We'll go with that. No, that's good. If you, lead, lead, he'll lead the league in field goals this year. That, that, that's a hot take. No, I didn't no, think he was no. going to do that. He no. will have the most field goals in NFL history in Ooh. one season. Okay, okay. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to say based on what I saw today, it's not really a hot take. It's more of a bold prediction. I don't think the Rams are making the playoffs, man. I think that that's pretty obvious. Like, it's – what are they, 3-6 and six now? Yeah, they're losers. They're behind you guys, and they're behind the Niners. Um, the Bucks are probably going to win that division at like nine and eight or something. Well, they'll probably start winning some games at some point. But yeah, man, I, I think that the the Super Bowl champs are not making the playoffs this year. Like, they look old, and they look like they don't have depth at certain positions. Which surprise, surprise, is going to happen when you trade away all your picks. And I think, like, um, I mean, I can't even say it wasn't worth it because they won a Super Bowl, but I think they're going to have to pay a price now for not having those picks, right? Because now all your players are going to start getting old. You won't have the depth. And it's funny, I read a story the other day saying that Sean McVay's future is tied to that core group of, like, Stafford and Donald and Ramsey. So he's going to retire, like, once they leave. Yeah. And they're going to be left with nothing. Like, you know, like... It's almost like, you know, he's being a schmuck about it, honestly. Like, oh, you know, I'll just wait for another opportunity where I can get more talent and then come back and coach there. But, I mean, I've never liked McVay, but he is a great coach. I can't take that away from him. So, yeah, um, yeah that's what I'll say. That, that's kind of like my thing. I, I agree with you about <clears throat> Justin Fields. I, I mean, I don't know if I'll say he's better than Lamar because I think I, I mean, I, I think it's fair, your point about him beating you with his arm, but I think Lamar is so dynamic with his legs. Like, Field is very good. Field is, like, a very good runner. Like, they, again, like I said last week, they have the number one rush offense in the league. You know, he almost had 200 yards rushing today. But I don't I don't know, man. I don't think he can, like, make guys miss, like 10 guys on the defense miss, like Lamar Jackson can, mm. like, on a regular basis. But I think, like, Maybe, like, you know, he can become more of a composed, consistent passer. Like, even if it's not, like, a great passer, maybe he can be, like, better than what Lamar is. And then at that point, like, you'll have, like, you know, a good kind of conversation there. But unlike Lamar, I think that Fields needs weapons. Because I don't think Lamar needs weapons, to be honest with you. Because I think his whole game, like, he is the system. You know what I mean? Like, he everything is based around him so i don't i don't understand the whole like oh yeah he needs weapons but bro like he doesn't like beat you you know from the pocket like that's not his game with fields i think that they have been trying to do that and now they're starting to run the ball more but i think at some point if they do try to make him more of a pocket passer i think you know you are going to have to give him weapons for that yeah yeah absolutely and not not chase claypool yeah he didn't do anything today he he he's very inconsistent He's very inconsistent. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that brings this week nine recap roundtable to a conclusion. I want to allow you guys, if you have any plugs, to go ahead and plug. Well, we're going to change things up this time, yo. I'm going to plug my personal channel. I don't know if you guys okay. have been watching. I don't know if you guys have been keeping your eyes open, but your boy is going on a journey, bro. Ooh, we're yeah. going to test out, I, I mean, you guys will see, man. But we're testing out every single coffee shop in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. We're going to set reviews. We're going to give you guys something to look forward to when you're
you're looking for a new coffee shop in DC. If you're into something like that, please follow me on my channel. I am ready to go. I am ready to go. And what are the four criteria you have? You have the the taste of the coffee, the coffee, uh, espresso, the, the espresso, milk based drink, food item, and the uh, vibe, baby. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, look forward to following that, man. That's that, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Nice. Thank you guys. Yeah, of course. Oh why? Anything any last plugs? Uh no, I got nothing, but I'll just I just I'll just give Roddy's uh Roddy Roddy's dream and his coffee uh coffee brand more of a plug here in an extra ten seconds. Everybody should check it out. It's international. We got guys in, in Bahrain drinking it, so you know, let's uh let's keep it going. Nice. Second rice coconut coffee. Coconut Oud, baby. Don't forget about that. Oh, of course. Coconut Oud. Oh, yeah. Oud. Coconut Oud, man. Smell like a champion. There you go. All right. Thank you so much, fellas. I appreciate it. Uh, this has been the Football v. Football podcast. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify and Anchor. And you can support it on Kofi. Arradi, Omar Yusuf. Thank you so much for joining. And have a fantastic day, football fans. Until next time.